afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Notre Dame Stadium. Zivikowski trying to get to the outside. He has blockers in front. Time for Zivikowski. Belong to beat. Shakes it off. To the five and touchdown. And now it is down. It is over. And the Irish have knocked off number one Clemson. Brady Quinn looking. Pump fakes. He rolls to the near side. Throws it. It's caught by Samaja. Inside the 20. Inside the 10. He's going in. Notre Dame has scored. Jones is the back. He's got it again. And Jones a letter room. Tony Jones makes a cut. Gets a block. And scores. Is that the play that will seal the playoff bid for Fighting Irish? All right. Here we are. Welcome to Sons of Saturday Irish. I'm Tyler Rojak. I'm joined by my co-host Luke Smith, and this was supposed to be a standard recap episode of Notre Dame's <laughs> 45-14 win over the Stanford Cardinal to complete an 11-1 regular season. Um, but the situation has changed, uh, to say the least. As I'm sure you know by now, Brian Kelly is expected to leave Notre Dame to become the new head football coach at LSU. Pete Thamel of Yahoo Sports first reported the news at 7.51 p.m. Eastern, but speculation surrounding the move and, and Brian Kelly's alleged interest in the job started to circulate early Monday morning. We're recording this at around 9 p.m. Eastern, so by the time this episode gets released, more information might be out. But we wanted to publish our instant reaction to the shocking news that blindsided just about everyone. Um, we'll also give our thoughts on, on what this means for the future of the Notre Dame football program. But more than anything, we're going to just try and make sense of it all because it's honestly a lot to process. Um, so, Luke... How would you describe your state of emotions right now? I think I'm just like, I don't know. <laughs> like I, 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 I don't think there's a just numb to it. I'm just like, all right, I guess that happened. I, I don't know. It's uh, it's strange. It's something that was totally unthinkable six hours ago to the point where I was literally thinking today. I was going to write an article about how stable Notre Dame is and how stable its coaching staff is and all this stuff, just basically talking about how, I don't know, just things are status quo. And um, wow, that just got flipped on its head really quick. It did. Um, and you think about where Notre Dame was on, on Saturday night. Notre Dame finishes an 11-1 regular season. Notre Dame is still very much in the college football playoff mix. That needs to be said. Um, a couple things happened this weekend. Notre Dame's in right now. They don't have a coach. They're on the outside, look- <laughs> they're on the outside looking in. And they don't have a coach. Um, as we're doing this, I'm seeing a tweet from Adam Rittenberg from ESPN saying multiple Notre Dame staff members still haven't heard from Brian Kelly about the expected departure to LSU. Now, I'm not saying it's not going to happen. I'm just saying that um, a lot of people are still waiting on information. Um, overall, I'd say I'm shocked. We're obviously, it's become almost a bit to a sense, but we've been huge Brian Kelly supporters. It started in 2016. We defended him, saying that the grass wasn't greener elsewhere, that um, Brian Kelly was going to be the best person to fix the problem that he was partially responsible for, proved to be the right decision, maybe the best decision Notre Dame Athletic Administration has made in recent years because you look at what Notre Dame has done since that 2016 season. It's been overall um, really, really good. The program is more stable than it's been in a really long time. Now that might be flipped on its head. We don't know. Notre Dame has to act fast, but the state of things right now, I mean, they, they could still make the college football play. <laughs> I mean, that's what's like just the crazy thing to me. I don't, I can't believe that. Like 
they could be in the college football playoff without a coach. I, what are we talking about? Interim interim head coach Brian Pullian? Uh, interim head coach Marcus <laughs> Freeman? I don't know. Uh, who knows who Brian Kelly's going to take with him? It's uh, it's crazy. And um, what you talked about there about us kind of being the Brian Kelly defenders, you know, I think that that's uh, one of the kind of the more annoying parts for me about this um, is, well, I think we were right. You have a lot of, you know, a faction of the Notre Dame fan base that just is stupid. I'll say it. They're stupid. Um, <laughs> and they think Kelly's a douchebag. Kelly's an asshole, whatever. Now they probably feel justified. They think they're right. Um, so that's a little bit annoying for me because, you know, I just tweeted this at the end of the day, like it's a business. You don't get attached to coaches. Like at least you shouldn't You get attached to the program. And, um, I think maybe that's why I'm doing fine with this. Like I'm a little bit worried just moving forward, kind of what, what the fallout of this is going to be. But, um, yeah, it's shocking cause it's all we've known for, you know, a decade plus, but, um, that's what bothers me is that now some of these people are going to think that they're fucking right and they're fucking morons still. So um, <laughs> that's what bothers me. Yeah. When you consider what Brian Kelly said eight days ago when he was asked about his name coming up um, for the USC job, he shot it down. He said, quote, no. I mean, look, I think Mike Tomlin had the best line, right? Unless that fairy godmother comes by with that $250 million check, my wife would want to take a look at it first. I'd have to run it by her, end quote. It seemed like he was pretty stable at Notre Dame, but as we learned from Lincoln Riley, maybe we shouldn't just trust anything a coach says anymore about other jobs. And this came after a line of questionings, um, and he basically called it smokescreen. And we're now seeing reports that LSU apparently contacted Kelly over a month ago, and he said no initially. Maybe they upped the offer after Lincoln Riley turned it down. We're hearing a bunch of different reports, so don't take any of this as fact. We've heard um, five years... 75 million. We've heard eight years, 100 million. We've heard eight years, 120 million. Any of these options, I don't know which one it actually is, and who knows when we'll find that out. It's roughly double what he's making at Notre Dame. Now, because Notre Dame is a private institution, they don't have to release his full salary details, but it's, we believe it's around the seven to eight million dollar range, right? Uh, it's over here. And um, so, yeah, that's a lot of money. Um, there's no denying that. And uh, money talks. And, I mean, really, that's just college football in general right now. It is insane what's going on across this sport. Um, I think that's why I'm, ha- I'm having such a hard time processing it. It doesn't seem real because it's like you're telling me a guy left Oklahoma and a guy left Notre Dame within 24 hours of each other? That's nuts. Um, and, and of their own volition. You know, like I, I don't get it. Um, it's crazy. But, yeah. The thing is, not just on their own volition, is that they were outbid. Okay, that's the thing, though. We're, Brian Kelly is apparently ghosting Notre Dame right now. Did they even have the offer to try to, or opportunity to try to match? I don't know. Um, something tells me that he probably understood that there was a cap to what he could get, and I'm guessing this was well over that. Mm-hmm. So there was really no discussion to be had. Yeah, I don't know. Um, yeah, this is crazy. I, I believe it or not, I have the Notre Dame basketball game on in the background right now, and this feels like just like the cherry on top to an absolutely horrible day. Um, I mean, this basketball team is just atrocious. But I do want to give Mike Bray a shout out. You know, he's had his opportunities over the year. He's been offered the Maryland job. He's been offered other jobs, and he's been in Notre Dame for two plus decades. So loyalty still means something to some people, even if I do want Mike Bray to unfortunately step aside probably in the near term um loyalty means something to some people and and that's michael bray on the court right now 
It's true. Loyalty does mean something to people, and I think that's a good segue into potential interim coaches, and we can start looking ahead to future candidates because a lot of people are bringing up Marcus Freeman as the obvious choice to become the interim. Personally, I think Tommy Reese might be the more likely candidate or Mike Elston because they've been around longer. Um, I don't know what Freeman's thought process is here because, like we said, this blindsided everyone, including the coaching staff. Freeman doesn't have the ties to Notre Dame. Now, this could obviously be different if Notre Dame is looking at Marcus Freeman to promote him to the head coach. If they do that and they do that quickly, then that makes sense. But if they plan on doing a a full-blown coaching search, one that's going to take weeks probably, I know Luke Fickle is a popular candidate. Matt Campbell is brought up, even though I think you and I both agree he would not be our first, second, third, fourth, or maybe even fifth choice. Um, He's up there as well. So if they want to draw this out, I don't really know how they do that, considering signing day is just under three weeks away. But that could impact a lot of different things. Who knows what's going to happen with Marcus Freeman, but what do you think they do in the interim? I don't know. <laughs> um, I, I, like, I don't know who's going to go with Brian Kelly. Um, That's another thing, yeah. I think if you ask me, the most likely candidates would be Mike Elston, um, maybe Jeff Quinn, which I'm sure some people would be happy about. Um, and uh, I'm going to say Lance Taylor, and maybe that means Logan Diggs too. Um, you know, just like from a player standpoint, I don't know. Um, I'm just kind of throwing stuff out there. Like, cause like I said, six hours ago, this did not like this, the possibility of this was so ridiculous to me that it feels crazy to speculate on anything because who knows what's going to happen. But I think if, you know, if I really was forced to make a call here, it might be Brian Polian as the interim head coach, um, just because he has that experience as a head coach, but I don't know. Um, I really don't know. That's a good point. Um, we've already seen some reports. Pete Sampson said, uh, he tweeted this just uh, a few minutes ago before we started recording this. He said, if Notre Dame is set to make a move at head coach, sources indicate there will be some momentum among decision makers at the university to elevate Marcus Freeman. First time head coaches generally don't work here, but Notre Dame is in a more stable place today than previous hires. Um, end quote. Well, we hope that's the case. <laughs> I hope that's the case as well, because right now it's, it's feels very unstable. And I think, We all have to just accept something now. I don't know if it's going to be the same extent as Oklahoma, but some things are very likely going to happen in the next days and and weeks to come. Um, We're going to see some guys decommit, both probably in the 2022 recruiting class and the 2023 recruiting class. We're probably going to see a few guys transfer that probably wouldn't transfer if Brian Kelly was still the head coach. This is the world we live in now with the world of the transfer portal and how players can freely transfer one time without losing a year or without having to sit out a year, um, it becomes a lot easier to do so. So that's probably our new reality. That's obviously going to impact the team on the field now as it pertains to the playoff and a bowl game, whatever bowl game that might be, and the future, looking ahead to next year. I think you and I both felt very strongly that this team could compete for a national championship next year. I think it's too early to say that's um, not an option, but it's certainly... um, I guess at risk a little. That's honestly why I just like really need more to come out on this. Like one, confirm the details of what it looks like from a monetary standpoint Two, like why leave Notre Dame um, for LSU where you have to go up against Nick Saban, um, Jimbo Fisher, Kirby smart. And uh, you've beaten LSU twice at Notre Dame. Um, Let's not forget that either. It's, I don't know. I mean, I get it's a lot of money, presumably, but um, it doesn't quite add up to me. Um, I, I don't really see Brian Kelly as 
a guy that wants to live in Baton Rouge. Um, but then again, maybe we just, I don't know. We didn't, did we read this guy wrong for 12 years? Um, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's pretty wild to me just that he's going there. This appears to be a done deal. And, um, who knows what's going to be the case for Notre Dame going forward. But you're right. I thought we had a really good team coming back next year. Thought he would want to be a part of that. And then, you know, probably retire in the next couple of years, but, um, that doesn't appear to be the case. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, this, like, I'm going to say I don't know probably 130 times on this podcast tonight because I'm just baffled. Well, I mean, it's definitely a lot to process. Um, I think part of the reason for this shock is, you're right, it seemed like he wanted to retire. Mm-hmm. He just built a house there this year. Yeah, right next to campus. I'm talking like four years away from retirement, if that, three years, because his contract at Notre Dame uh, ran out after the 2024 season, correct? I think that's right. Yeah, so you look at it from that perspective, that's three more seasons where he's at a very stable place. He's sort of built the house to where it is this point, and he's just leaving and knocking it down on the way out. It's it's very peculiar to me. Um, but you know what? $15 million will probably energize me a little bit too. And I might say, hey, you know what? I'm willing to work a few more years if you're going to double my salary. And um, it looks like that's the case here. It, it really is interesting. From a fit standpoint, I'm going to be honest, I don't get it at all. It's just going from Ed Ordron to Brian Kelly, like could those two coaches be more opposite? No. I I don't think so. And then you think about you think they have a, do you think they have like a meeting to go over some stuff like like does he like here's my key to this office here's this like do, oh Coach yeah, O and Brian yeah, Kelly yeah. I would pay for a pay per view <laughs> stream of just any sort of conversation between Coach O and Brian Kelly like it just the thought of it is so absurd to me and how different they are how they structure their program everything about the way they do business is different and now I'm not saying it's not a good. Um, candidate for LSU like he's one of the winningest coaches in college football he's built Notre Dame to become one of the elite programs in college football year in and year out Notre Dame just went 11 and 1 in transition year the guy knows how to win and he's won everywhere he's ever been for LSU I think it's a good hire but from a fit standpoint from Brian Kelly's standpoint I get it money talks everyone has a price and he's getting paid a lot more could Notre Dame not touch it could they not give him a raise could they not you know, upgrade the facilities. Matt Fortuna from The Athletic tweeted out that literally everyone at Notre Dame in the entire administration was completely blindsided. They did not see this coming at all. It does not appear that there is much dialogue between Kelly and Jack Swarbrick, Father Jenkins, anyone, um, about how this went down. So that's that's the part to me that is maybe the most shocking, is that Brian Kelly had totally changed his tune and was like, you know what, I'm willing to take on this huge adventure because you look at where LSU is at right now. It's it's not great. And the competition is only going to get harder in the SEC once Texas and Oklahoma join. And the pressure is going to be immense. I mean, look, they just fired a coach that won a national championship three years ago and arguably the greatest season, not just LSU, but any college football program has ever had. Brian Kelly is going to have to fix it, and he's going to have to fix it fast. And if it goes wrong, hell, he could be fired in like four or five years. And then at the end of it all, what's the point? I don't know. Again, it's easy to say money is everything, but in this case, it seems like it is because other than that, I don't see any good reason why he would leave. I don't either. Um, you know, unless there's something we don't know about. Um, but I, I don't know. It's, um, I, I guess I'm just kind of at a loss. Um, 
I know some people are upset and I think that's a natural reaction. I mean, it is upsetting, but like personally on a personal level, I can't really get there. Um, and I think a big reason of that is that Brian Kelly was around for so long and really in a lot of ways, it was all we ever knew. Um, and so I'm, I don't know, I'm, uh, there's going to be a time and in, in place for thanks and, and gratitude and reflection. It's not right now. I mean, people are pissed off, but it's a good reminder that, um, you know, this is a business and that's what happens. Uh, it sucks. Cause like you have guys like Kelly and Reeves who have been around and Elston who have been around for so long and, and maybe Elston and Reeves are still around. Who knows? We have no idea what's going to happen, but I think that, you know, that just like how, what's the word I'm like the continuity and just kind of like how much time had had, you know, surpassed really made it kind of special to follow this group. And that's why it was so much fun. And um, obviously that's going to be lost a little bit now. So I think that that's understandably, you know, something people are having a tough time with myself included, but um, I, I guess I'm maybe not as angry as I thought maybe I will be. I get it. It's a lot of money. Um, and maybe he just thinks I can't do anything else here, but uh, it still sucks for us as fans. <laughs> It sucks for us as fans. It sucks for all the players on the team. It sucks for the entire coaching staff. I mean, hell, a lot of the coaching staff spent the whole day out recruiting, talking to players, talking to players' families, pitching them on Notre Dame and this coaching staff and this program. And now what are they supposed to say? When the top guy just leaves you, it's a big question to answer. Even if they promote Freeman, if they go with someone on the inside and they promote them to a head coach, Presumably that's Freeman. Hell, it could be Tom Reese. We don't know. We don't know if Freeman's going to be around. It's it's going to be a hard pitch to these recruits that, hey, we're still at the top. We're still the premier, even though our head coach just left us for greener pastures. It's going to be a difficult hurdle to overcome. I'm certainly not at the the sky is falling. I'm certainly concerned about the future because, I like I was saying earlier, I fully expect some key players to leave. I expect some of our top recruits to leave. And um, I mean, hell, let's be honest here. There's already been a ton of reports and all things seem to be looking at CJ Williams. I think our, he's our top rated commitment in the 2022 class. He's already looking to bolt to USC. He was looking at doing that prior to the Lincoln Riley news. Now that seems like, um, something that's inevitable. I don't think that's going to be the first one. I think there's going to be more dominoes to fall. Whoever they do hire or promote is going to be dealing with a really, Difficult short-term situation, long-term like the. the I mean, program yeah, is still you in play place. what? You play Ryan Day, Dabo Sweeney, and Lincoln Riley next year. Yep. I, the more I think about it, the more insane it sounds. And I don't know. Where do you think they go from here? If you had to guess, I know that this is all speculation. And again, as time goes by, that there's more information coming out sooner. Um, but it's going to be a lot. So. What do you think happens? I don't know how the rest of the staff shakes out, but I've kind of thought about this a little bit. And um, maybe a couple hours ago, I didn't think this, even like when this news first came out. But I, I think they do have to go after Marcus Freeman as the head coach. I do. And um, here's why. Yeah, he's been there for 11 games. You know, who knows? It's a very small sample size. But I think he's the guy that's going to continue that recruiting push. He's going to keep guys... At Notre Dame, he's going to keep recruits committed. I think letting him go would be a massive mistake. And I don't know that he'll stay as a defensive coordinator if Brian Kelly's not there. So I think he, he kind of got to make the offer. It's actually kind of interesting. I thought about this too. 
Urban Meyer didn't take the Jags job this year and like didn't have the year he's had. If this was last year, I actually think, and I know some people would tell you Notre Dame will never hire Urban Meyer. Last year, he... We've said that. Last year... We have said that I have not. You podcast. have. You have. I have not. Urban Meyer last year maybe has a chance of getting this job. But now, no chance in hell. Um, I hope if they if they hire Matt Campbell, I will stop being a fan. Uh, that, that, like, I know Matt Campbell, please. I think realistically it's between Marcus Freeman and Luke Fickle. Um, and we'll see where they go from there. Um, but we'll see if, if Luke Fickle wants to leave. I, I don't know. Everything I, I thought I knew about college football the last 72 hours has been flipped on its head. So what do I know? Yeah, maybe the only thing that we can take from this regarding college football is that we need a new hobby because this is way too strenuous. And as we speak, I just get a notification from the Athletics saying Marcus Freeman next up for Notre Dame. So that seems to be getting more and more momentum. Yeah, that is that just speculation that he's who? Uh, he, I I don't know. I haven't read it yet. But Yeah, okay, again, we're recording this. It's 9.30 p.m. Eastern. Things are subject to change, and as they change, you'll get more from us. But for now... There's no, been no interim coach announced. Here's how I feel about it. If I could pick any candidate, a realistic candidate, I would prefer to have Luke Fickle as the next head coach in Notre Dame. And that's fair. Yeah. He's got head coaching experience. It didn't start great when he was dealt a pretty shitty hand when he was at Ohio State, but he's gone to Cincinnati. He's built that program up, and he was dealt a pretty shitty hand there after what Tommy Tuberville did to the UC football program. Hell, they came into South Bend. And they were the better team that day, without a doubt. They bullied us around on our home field. And we've already talked about how good Notre Dame is as a program. And they did that with probably inferior talent across the board. I think he's a better candidate. I think he wants to stay in the Midwest. But the huge problem is I think Notre Dame has to move really quickly. How do you do that with a guy like Luke Fickle, who more than likely is going to be coaching a playoff team? I don't see a way that he just leaves um, whereas Brian Kelly, he, they, Notre Dame might make the playoff. There's like yeah, we might make shot. the playoff without a coach. Can we talk? I mean, that is just insane. <laughs> <laughs> do you think the committee factors that in? They have to. Yeah, I mean, do you think the players factor this that in? Our chances. Do you think? Do you think we play a bowl game this year? It depends. Like, if you're Kurt, if you're Kurt Heinish, some of these guys, you just say fuck it. My coach left. Why do I play another game? Like. I could see it having one of two effects, saying, all right, well, fuck him. I want to go out there and win in my last game. Or I could see saying, what the fuck's the point? I think it depends. If they go to Marcus Freeman and they promote him and they say he's going to be our next head coach, I think guys will play. Okay. Um, Okay. If they do say that we're going to put on another extensive coaching search, in that case, I I don't know if we play. Which would be crazy because even if they don't make the playoff – they're looking at the Fiesta or the Peach Bowl, two pretty good bowls against um, top programs. It would have been a really good win for Notre Dame if they were to get one. They haven't won a major bowl game since 1993, so it would have been a great consolation prize. Um, and now, I don't know. I think at this point, Notre Dame's playoff hopes took another big hit. I mean, unless there's absolute chaos this weekend and Georgia wins and everyone else loses, everyone else being you know, Michigan, Cincinnati. Well, I... <laughs> You know, I'm not, I mean, it's, with as crazy as this year has been, it would be incredibly on brand to put a team with an interim head coach in the playoff. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, but I couldn't imagine this happening six hours ago either. And if, and if Kelly, or excuse me, if Notre Dame somehow prized Luke Fickle away 
they just say, hey, this is the, we weren't able to match the LSU Godfather offer. They got some <laughs> dirty things going down in the bayou, but here's the more um, respectable Godfather offer that we can hire you that Cincinnati sure as hell can't. Then you could have two coaches, or excuse me, two teams in the college football playoff with interim coaches, because there is no way that if Luke Fickle were to accept a job before a playoff game, that he could coach at Cincinnati. Brian Kelly and That's totally Brian Kelly and Will Wade are employed by the same athletic director now. That is insane. It makes no sense, but um, this is where we're at right now. Scott Woodward, the athletic director for LSU, wanted to make a splash, and he's done it before, pretty much everywhere he's went. Um, and he did it again. He got Brian Kelly. And I going to be honest, I think if at this point, if Notre Dame is in a one loss conversation with, you know, Oklahoma state, whoever it may be, this seriously hurts him. So I, I, I'm not even really thinking about the playoff at this point. Yeah. It it all kind of like, and that's insane, but it does kind of feel like an afterthought at this point, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. So let's go to our official predictions. Um, you've already said Marcus Freeman, I think that's probably what they're going to do. I think it might not be what they were ready for, that being the Notre Dame administration and Marcus Freeman. Who knows if Marcus Freeman is ready to be a head coach? I mean, he certainly had some growing pains as a defensive coordinator this year. I don't think there's any doubting that. But given the current state of the program, given how much is in flux right now in regards to the current roster and recruits, Marcus Freeman is probably the best patch for all of that, like for all the reasons you mentioned earlier. Um, like I said, I would still prefer Luke Fickle to be the choice, but I think it's going to be Freeman because I don't think Notre Dame can afford to do a real extensive coaching search at this point. There's too much at risk. There's not enough time with signing day, with everything, and how everything in this coaching carousel is moving so quickly. You can't afford to sit around. No, you're right. Yeah. The Notre Dame administration at this point, like they're getting blindsided. They're probably trying to figure out what to do at this very moment while we're recording this. I know for a fact they are. (laughs) Yeah. Here we go. We got an official figure. Matt Fortuna just tweeted this out. LSU's offer to Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly is a 10-year deal that will take him north of $100 million plus incentives. So maybe not the $15 million number we were thinking, but a 10-year deal? That puts him at coaching until he's 70. He was talking about retiring at 64. I don't get any of this. What the hell happened? Money happened, Luke. Yeah, but... Money. I don't even know if we're going to be alive in 10 years. Um, (laughs) I don't know. Who knows if anyone... It's like the uh, Kyle Shanahan quote about Jimmy Garoppolo. It's like, Jimmy could be dead tomorrow or whatever he said. Yeah. I actually do somewhat mean this. Like, it's not just a coping thing here. Um... It is a little bit exciting, too. Now, I am scared that we could lose some players and some commitments for sure. But, like, you know, and what we had with Brian Kelly was great. It was. But it is a little bit exciting now that we're experiencing something probably different. Like, I I, I can look forward to that a little bit. Like, I, it's, you know, I'm still hurt. I'm still licking my wounds. But I can look forward to that. That's a little bit exciting. See, I have a hard time getting excited because we're in just – this state of complete vulnerability right now with recruits and players, I'll feel a little bit better about the future or about the potential for something different. Um, if Notre Dame moves quickly and then we start hearing from current players and recruits saying I'm staying on board um, because every hour 
Hell, every minute that this goes on longer where Notre Dame doesn't have a head coach, it just becomes more likely for more guys to leave and the situation just becomes worse and worse. So I guess I'm just not at a point right now where I can be excited for change until I know what that change is. Fair enough. And who knows when that's going to be confirmed. Yeah, I think I was thinking more long term, but yeah, you're right. In the, in the immediate term, it's not great. Um, I don't know. What else What else do we really even have to say about this? It sucks. Um. It really sucks. It's not how we thought this was going to end with Brian Kelly. College football is insane right now. Um, in a couple of days, probably be talking about go Hawkeyes, go Dogs, go what Houston's the Cougars, all those teams. Um, <laughs> but tonight, I just want to say go Mike Bray and the Fighting Irish basketball team because loyalty still means something to some people. It does. All right, I think that's a good place for us to wrap. Um, again, We'll probably do more of these as more information comes out. Just stay tuned to our social media channels at Sons of Sad Irish. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. Um, And all we can really say is there's going to be more to come. Um, So that's it for this episode. We'll talk to you guys again soon. Bye.